I've been fortunate enough to have been traveling throughout my life, from family trips to school excursions, not to mention the adventures I've shared with my friends. By the time I was 20, I'd been to seven countries outside of Canada. But for the longest time, I viewed traveling as a time of inevitable conflict. It didn't matter who my travel buddies were, I always found myself in some sort of dispute, whether it was over privacy, different interests, or many other reasons. It always felt like there was tension in the air. I chalked it up to the stress of traveling and adjusting to new places while sharing all of our time with one another. It wasn't until I went on a solo trip in Taiwan that I began to realize the root of the problem. And to quote Taylor Swift, I'm the problem, it's me. <laughs> When is it not? During those three months of traveling alone, I had realized how passive I'd been with communicating my own wants and needs. In truth, I was a people pleaser. I frequently sacrificed my own desires and wants in favor of other people's. While doing this once or twice is manageable, it's doing it consistently over and over over the course of several days that can lead to growing frustration. My poor travel companions would have to deal with my increasingly passive aggressive anger. <laughs> For anyone who hasn't ventured into solo travel, I highly recommend it. I learned to acknowledge what I wanted and how important it was to tell other people. How did you figure out how to be a better travel buddy? Welcome to Self-Help Junkie, the podcast where we explore the world of personal development through the eyes of book enthusiasts. I'm your host, Erica Ng, a communication coach and your resident bookworm. This season, we'll be focused on developing our romantic skills, and last week, we started exploring the topic of traveling with a partner. Today, we'll be expanding on that, but before we dive into the conversation with our guest, let's get a one-minute summary of what causes conflict on vacation. Society today runs on the recharging powers of a good vacation. We work long hours for the two weeks of PTO where we can completely disconnect from work and reconnect with our travel companions, be it family, friends, or partners. That's a lot of expectation. While your plan may include relaxing on white sandy beaches, exciting adventures on the slopes, or exploring a bustling metropolis to break the normal routine, it may be more stressful than you think. Your circadian rhythm may be off if you're traveling across time zones. You're spending or have spent a lot of money, so you feel the pressure to enjoy every single moment to its fullest. Every time someone is locked onto their screen, you're missing a moment of connecting with them. It can start feeling like you don't matter to them if it happens over and over again. Every hiccup at the airport, misstep with a stranger, getting lost to the Airbnb or bad meal takes you an inch further from that dream vacation you've been waiting all year for, not to mention the pileup of work that you'll be returning to. For me personally, the constant decision-making is what drains me the most. What to do, where to eat, what to eat, hashtag first world problems. All of these interactions put your body into a state of distress and forces you into one of two modes, withdraw or attack. And with that, let's dive in. Today, we have our first repeat guests on the show. You may remember them from episode three, where we talked about shame and authenticity when it came to relationships. But today, they are here to delve into the topic of travel. Amani Afedi is our dating coach who helps self-described people pleasers raise their standards, shift unhelpful habits, understand and enforce their boundaries, and advocate for their needs. She is here to ultimately make people be more conscious and empowered when it comes to their choices in their love lives. Her husband and partner in crime, John Hyde, an academic coach, has helped countless teenagers achieve academic success in their own terms. John understands the pressures that teens face when it comes to performing well in school, and he's developed strategies to help them do so without relying on parental oversight. Welcome back. Hey. <laughs> Good to see you, Erica. Yeah. So you guys have been traveling all around the world, and I was wondering, you guys must have met people who were living in these different places. Have you guys noticed a difference in how people approach dating and relationships in Europe as opposed to America, as opposed to Indonesia, where you were based for a long time? Wow. Yeah, that's an interesting question to start <laughs> off. Yeah. So we've been we've been fortunate during these travels to uh, we've been doing a lot of couch surfing. So mm. we stayed with like some friends from uni and a lot of friends um, from from Bali actually. So that's been really nice. And I think the number one thing that I've noticed, and I wouldn't have thought this maybe a couple years ago or even you know till recently just the seeing the importance of like a common cultural background 
Ah. that that is something that causes a lot of friction mm-hmm. you know like the mm-hmm. the one that comes to mind the most is a, a friend from uni we lived we lived with for a month in italy and when she moved to italy she was expecting to be swept off her feet by like a suave italian man and you know all that stereotype and then she realized over time that it was so, even though she's like taught her she speaks fluent italian now mm-hmm. She, the cultural expectations and the cultural background are just so the the divide is so wide mm-hmm. that it makes it hard for her to, you know, have a like a meaningful like romantic relationship. So that's not necessarily, I suppose, a, a difference, right. but perhaps a kind of like a, a a necessary kind of like fundamental, you know, thing that you know is is needed yeah. um, for dating. I remember when I first set out on travels, I had this idea in my head, like everyone, we're all just humans. Like if we just look deep enough, but then the more people you meet, the more you're like, oh, stereotypes are a thing for a reason. It's not necessarily bad or good, but they do exist for a reason. And we do have cultures that we come from and expectations and assumptions that come with that, that I think the more you travel, the more you're like, oh, it's, it's really a thing. Yeah. Or it's just like, and it, and it doesn't mean, obviously, like, it doesn't mean that everyone in that culture mm-hmm. reflects those stereotypes. Obviously not. Um, but I think the way that she described it is that, is it worth it for her to try to find the few people that don't fit a certain stereotype that is just misaligned with her values or just what she wants or what she's comfortable with, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And I think that there's value in that sometimes, but there's also value in just kind of realizing that like it might not happen. I think that like if she would never close somebody off that she's attracted Mm. to just because they're Italian, but she's just found that like Mm -hmm. when she tried actively dating and pursuing people, she noticed like the same things over and over that were misaligned with what she wanted. And so she's like, okay, I'm not going to spend so much energy and effort on this anymore. Right. Which I think is fair. You know? Right. Were there any specific things that it was uh, expectation versus reality that she had a bit of shock with? Some of the ways in which she said Italian men like see woman and like mm-hmm. treat woman. And again, it's not like shame on them. It's more of just like, oh, I'm not used to this. Mm-mm-mm. And I don't remember like specific specific things but she would say they would just say something at dinner like expect her to do something or say something or Mm -hmm. be some way you know or when they're talking about the futures there was just misalignment Mm -hmm. um and that's just cultural misalignment um which i can see like coming from a nigerian background i think there's a lot of like a lot of men if i were to be in nigeria that would expect me to be you know like Mm -hmm. A, a more stereotypical housewife or mm. um, serve them food or something. And even that, I'd be like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's bad. It's just that right. that's not how I see myself. That's not how I envision myself as a wife. So right. just different, you know, expectations for roles in a relationship. Right. There was one other thing too. So she had lived in Naples for maybe like two years and had done she had dated a fair amount and then um she moved to a smaller town up the coast and i think that this speaks to something that's true not just necessarily with italians but like anywhere you live but going to a smaller town she said a lot Mm -hmm. of the italian men that she was dating like they are working in the family business or, you know, they don't really have any aspirations other than to, you know, live in their town with their family and so on. And obviously that's not, she's not planning to live in this town, Mm. you know, the rest of her life. And that was, she'd actually kind of stopped dating in general within this town because she's like, the the, the people I'm finding here don't even want the same things, regardless yeah. of the cultural stuff, sort of the bigger picture stuff. Point. Because like if of, she was still in a big yeah. city, it would be different. But it's also like specifically where she was. Mm. So something that I noticed between that's very different between like the US and Europe in general is all of our friends here, not all, vast majority of our friends in the U.S., long-term relationships, 
some of them have kids, yeah. mm-hmm. married. Uh, you know, it's just kind of, you know, they're further along that path. And within the same age group in Italy, far in, in Europe in general, far fewer mm-hmm. people are, you know, I, I don't think we met a single person that was married in our age group, let alone had kids. Were you um, like locals or the friends that you were hanging out with? Yeah, locals, locals. locals. Oh, interesting. So this locals true. of our age. Yeah, locals of our age group. So we stayed with a, a local friend in Belgium. Yeah, everybody like was dating, but you know, people. He had some friends that were married, but like they he, were older too. Yeah, they were older yeah. too. Um, let's see. All of our our friend in Italy. I don't think any of her local friends were married. Um, our friend in Switzerland. Um, he was dating a girl, but they were still living separately. You know, that, that's the thing in the wow. U.S. Too, everybody's living together. Yeah, right. You know? right. Um, and most of these people are living separately. Some people are still living with their parents. Uh, yeah. So I think that that was something that was yeah, very different as well. Interesting. Any theories as to why? Or is it just cultural? They're not feeling as rushed. I think it's American consumerism and the desire to just like there's this pressure to like the next thing. And the yeah. next thing is buying more things. <laughs> and that's like a house, a car, a dog, a kid. And buying a kid. <laughs> I won't get one. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But I think that to be honest, that's a lot of it. There's just, wow. I feel so much pressure in the U S just to go. What's the next thing? Next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing. I think there's like a weird pressure in America also to like grow up. And like, Mm. there's like a definition of that. Like you never, or you rarely hear, I feel like outside of the U.S. Like, oh, like we're too old for that. Or like, this is like, now we should do this. Or like, we're supposed to have this by now. Or like, I'm running out of time. All these different like ways of saying that there's supposed to be something that you have Mm by a certain time like you just i feel like you hear that a lot less there is of course like those pressures are everywhere but i feel like you hear it a lot less and it's a lot you know it's not as strong so i think that's definitely something (laughs) um people also like in the u.s they don't want to live with their parents like that that's a whole thing i feel like outside of the u.s again there's like less um, of a stigma like living with your parents so if you can live with your parents for longer and you can save money more then that just you know yeah like uh right. furthers that timeline of when you're gonna like move in with somebody else and so yeah it's like why not date why i don't have to be like this with somebody and it might force people to get into relationships that are where you're living together because housing prices are just so high. Oh if you God, refuse yeah. to live with your parents, then you kind of have to. Because of that. Like maybe yeah. you, actually, you know, you know, like them at first, and then now you're living with them. They're like, oh, it would be complicated to break up. With <laughs> and now we've been doing this for like five years. I guess the next step, everybody's asking right. already, move on to the right. marriage stage. Uh, interesting but let's dive into our actual topic for today so Mm -hmm. the topic is traveling as a couple before we go do that how would you guys say that you travel individually like when you because you guys do individual trips which is mind-boggling i'm sure for some couples but what do you guys like when you travel on your own uh i'd say just like (laughs) i am a very indecisive person (laughs) And it it actually doesn't bother me so much to be indecisive when I'm on my own, but there can be tension when I'm indecisive mm. with Panda because he is a decisive person. He just wants to go do something. Okay, we say we're going to do something. Let's go do it. But in my heart, I'm like, yeah, let's go do something. And then as we're walking, I'm like, what about that? <laughs> on my own, like, I did this like a day trip in Amsterdam this summer and I would just change my mind, like on a whip. Like I'd be standing in line at a tea shop, and I'm like, I don't want to be here anymore. And then just walk out. <laughs> no, no there. plan for like what to do next. You're just like, nope, I'm not feeling it. Never mind. I want to go to the other tea shop. Like, like that I doesn't. Can't. I love that. I'm like, well, why not? Like, I can make a different choice at any time. At any time, and <laughs> like, I don't even care how it looks. 
But yeah, I, I enjoy doing that when I'm traveling alone. <laughs> yeah, and I totally feel that as well. I'm a planner, but there are days where I'm like, today, I don't know. Like, I will go to this area and see what happens. Because some yeah. of the best memories that I have are just like wandering into exactly. random yeah. event that's happening. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I like doing that, but when that's like the plan. Plan yeah, you know, it's like if we've agreed, we're just going to go here and explore. There's not necessarily an agenda. Mm. I do like doing that, but yeah, I can't, I can't handle the, we're just standing in line and then all, because like the thing is, I, I think that this comes from, I, I think, I know that this comes from Imani's ADHD. And so like that, it's like, there's all this impulse. And I think the reason why I make decisions so easily is I'm not necessarily thinking about the next thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, I turn that part of my brain off. And so it's like, yeah, it, 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 I, that, that's just gets really overwhelming for me, for me on the, when I travel, I mean, to be honest, I'll do all the things that I think it's kind of similar. I'll do the things that Amani like doesn't want to do. <laughs> uh, well, the last the last trip I took by myself in Bali, I went free diving for a weekend. Mm. Um, like Amani doesn't do that. I ate all the seafood. Yeah, ate seafood. Like mushroom pizza. <laughs> um, you know, just did like all the things that like right. like that Amani doesn't want to do. Um, But to be honest, they're really not. They're really not a lot of things. I think with it while we're traveling, um, there's so much overlap mm-hmm. yeah. in terms of our interests and I guess our openness to things, that even if they're not our primary interests. Yeah. You know, we we still find it fascinating. I think the the more important thing, honestly, is. Uh, finding time for ourselves. Mm-hmm. That being said too, neither of us is solo traveled actually for a long time. For a long time. Oh, yeah. So we're actually planning on doing that at the end of these travels in Central and South America for about a month each. And I think that that'll be like, like very a ridiculous. month at the same time or like yeah. you do a, a month, month I do a month. month. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Person. That's a long time. I'm yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also feel like a month will go by so fast too. Mm-hmm. Like people think it's a long time, but I feel like it's not. Uh, so I say it feels like a long time. Jay was just in Shanghai for two weeks. And like the first week I was like, this is great. I can stay up playing video games without anyone to judge me. I can <laughs> crochet the day away and like no one's here to be like, hey, do you need anything? And after about a week, I was like, it's so quiet in the house. I laugh so much less when he's not around. And that's when I started missing him more and more. So a month, how did you guys come to that time frame? It's just kind of worked out yeah. in terms of like where, like our plan up until then. And then when we needed to be back in the U S for my friend's wedding. And so we're like, Mm-mm-mm. okay, we have a month. <laughs> like, I think we would have actually preferred maybe like two months. Uh, wow. But yeah, yeah, we'll take what we can get. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but I think, no, we'll definitely miss each other, but I think that's good, you know? I think even if it's, like, five days where it's other places, we'll, like, miss each other yeah. and we'll learn a lot from that and come back right. and appreciate each other more. So I'm sure after a month, we'll be like... <laughs> yeah, and just to give people context, who maybe didn't listen to episode three, you guys have been together for how long now? Almost Nine? 10 years. Almost 10 years, yeah. So... I guess if you haven't individually traveled, <laughs> you've earned enough days to do two months, one month yeah. away from each other. Yeah, yeah. Plus, we like in the big. I think the foundation of our relationship actually allows for us to feel like a month is not that long because mm-hmm. he was a teacher and so he had summers off, mm-hmm. and so he'd be like, "Okay, bye." <laughs> 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 so there were at least like two and a half months right. that like mm-hmm. we wouldn't be together so we learned how to deal with that and the value of that early right on. right uh, yeah. So. And at the same time, though, I think that there was a bit of an exchange, like the time when a lot of people were doing things like solo traveling and being with themselves mm-hmm. and kind of finding their way in the world. We were navigating a relationship. 
And that's not necessarily, sometimes I feel like, you know, we, we started dating when I was, God, like I was about to turn 22 and, um, 10 years later, sometimes I'm like, how much am I like the relationship and who Mm -hmm. I am together and how much am I actually myself? And I think if I'm even thinking that question, I have some grasp of my own identity, but, um, you know, doing that is something I, I really, I think would be really refreshing just Mm to, to reconnect with that, um, to, to, to some degree. It's like a pulse check. Yeah. Right. Right. And you guys were saying earlier too, when you travel together, you tend to have a lot of overlap in the interests that you guys have, or you guys are compromising and having enough interest in the other person's interests. Mm-hmm. Was this the same when you guys first got together, when you guys first did your traveling or has that, have your identities <laughs> melted and forged, mm-hmm. <laughs> been forged together? That's a good question. I think the identities have melded a little bit, but there was yeah. always interest in what the other person was interested yeah. in. There was always like, there was never like, oh, I don't want to do that. Like, I didn't hike at all. I didn't hike, camp, mm. do pretty much anything outdoorsy. I didn't know how to swim. I had never been rafting, like all that that area of life. <laughs> I get it. I think as immigrant children, like yeah, right. our parents are like, like, we brought you here to civilization, <laughs> not to go back out into the woods and like, the be by bears. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but I was so interested. I was like, I'm not going to be good. I'm a little scared. Mm. Like, I don't know anything. Like, you know, I preface it, but I was always interested. Um, and I think just in terms of like, the way I like to travel is like meeting people, like mm. city exploration, meeting people. And he's like, that was not me. I don't understand <laughs> the purpose of small talk. And now he totally understands the purpose of small talk right. to democracy and not small talk. Yeah. So, but I think that you were always like interested or curious. About yeah. You. I mean, I think that my inability, I don't know if I was always interested in it. I think what prevented, I think yeah, I think probably what prevented me, I, there was a, like a want because I think mm-hmm. that's who I actually am. And then it's just like trauma and like bad relationships with your parents and poor examples and all of that, you know, <laughs> prevented me from doing that. Um, I, I think that there have been a lot of similarities, like in the sense that we've always both had an appreciation for the fine arts. Like I grew mm-hmm. up playing the piano. She grew up playing the violin. Um, we like going into, we always like go, from the very beginning of our relationship would go into an art gallery and be opinionated even though we have (laughs) no no education right right Um, so there were things like that we both love food so i think all of those things were really were really important and i think drew a lot of connections but i think the so i would say that i showed her like the adventure sports and outdoor things and she showed me more of the like the social going out talking, dancing aspects of being in an urban area. And that's definitely melded. But if we were doing something apart, I think we would tend to lean into both of those things. I'm more likely to go like do a, like a a seven day backpacking trip by myself than Amani. Like Amani's like, no, I'm not trying to hike 70 miles. You know, I would, I would, I would do that in a, in an instant. (laughs) Amani will go to a club in Berlin and be there for like 48 hours. talking to everyone be different like, kind of I marathon yeah <laughs> like, i can do this for 12 like that's i'm tapping out after that right right I, I like the idea of being open to things and either learning from each other or just enjoying the experience when we were in florence we were in i don't remember which museum but it was like 90 percent badly drawn jesus <laughs> and we like to say that we are 76% judgy on like the Myers-Briggs. We're 70% judgy. So we're just going through being like, what have they never seen a baby before? Like, what are they doing? Like this person's never seen a cat before. What's going on? And that in itself, even if 
like the actual <laughs> art wasn't something that we enjoyed. It was really fun making that memory together. Yeah. Yeah. And just well, having a chat. Else might have just been like, why yeah. are we here? Like, yeah. this is not fun. It's not fun to critique it. It's not fun to talk right. about it. And then the person who like dragged the other person there is like, I can't say it's shit because then yeah, they I will be vindicated. Yeah, no, I've never, I've never felt that way. Yeah. yeah and, so that's good. Yeah. So earlier you were talking about how your friends were seeing different roles when it came to relationship in different cultures. When you guys are traveling, do you find yourselves falling into certain roles, like having to book tickets for things yes. or having to, yeah? You guys, how yes, have you guys absolutely. figured out the system? You know, I yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> so, I think that this is, I guess, a bit of, uh, I'll touch on, I, I've, the way I see it is everyone has become like kind of obsessed with this idea of like, equality and relationships and like a woman can do whatever she wants and then a man can do and so on. And from what I see in a relationship, what really matters is the benefits of being in a relationship, just like kind of strictly logically, like ignoring all the, the emotional stuff. It's a division of labor. <laughs> and the benefit, the benefit is that you now have one person doing something for two people. Yeah. And I think the same thing is true when you're traveling. Yeah. So picking so like do what you like. Like Amani loves looking at Airbnb. I haven't picked a place <laughs> that we've lived in like four years. I just I just show up and she loves doing it. And I personally, since I'm like, I guess a little bit more um, I mean, I I I don't eat bad food. Amani mm. eats bad food. <laughs> so I like I'm I pick the restaurants we go to and so on. Like I, I organize that. And I think in general, like I'm a little bit more um I want to know more about when we're going, when we're going, like how we're getting there and so on. So I keep track of like the transportation logistics. And that's not I wouldn't say like that's uh, something we've kind of fallen into, mm -hmm. but rather just like this is what we like, this is what's important to us. And there's not really an ego about it, I mm. guess. Like, I don't really care to look at booking.com for hours a day. <laughs> and Amani picks good places. I think if we started doing a bad job, yeah. the other person would be like, hey, let's reevaluate. Yeah, we got to sort it out. Yeah. I also hold the keys yes. and the tickets. Amani is the key. Things. Yeah, she holds things. <laughs> <'Cause>... <laughs> Which is surprising. <laughs> I don't think people would assume that yeah. about us at all. But I could not lose things. That's actually been a recent development for me in like the last two years. For whatever. Okay, you don't have to. Explain. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like one day I started losing stuff. I'm like, oh my what's God. Like, oh no. Is it is yeah. it just that or is it other things as well? It's cheese. Keys. I'm not okay. used to keys. Okay. Ever since we lived in Bali, I don't, fair enough, I don't fair carry enough. around keys anymore. In Bali, it's easy because it's like if you don't have your key, you can't go anywhere. So you turn around and go get it. So it's like an easy <laughs> reminder. Whereas everywhere else, you're like, shit. <laughs> That's true. Especially when like the door locks behind you. And so you're like, oh, I don't need my key because I gotta unlock the door. But then you're like, lock yourself out. <laughs> right, right, right. What yeah, about, yeah. are there any things that neither of you like to do that you guys are like, oh, I hope the other person does it this day? Laundry? <laughs> yeah, but I feel like I... Yeah, I, I ask you to do that. <laughs> um, I'm just a bad folder. So I'm like, if I'm doing it, like you're just going to have that they fold clothes, but that's okay. I mean let's let's go through the list of things that you have to do for traveling. You have to book tickets. That sounds like panda? Yeah. Transportation yeah. lodging. And like transportation lodging. Events could be either, depending yeah. on what it is. Attractions mm -hmm. either. Food is taken care of. I guess the other thing is deciding on what to do on your trips. Like do you guys both look at those things yeah. and then do you guys decide on the day of or did you so one thing that we did was we were talking about how 
we wanted to plan our own day. So like today is Erica's day. Erica wants to do these mm. four things. You can come if you want, but like, that's what I'm doing. And then oh, we nice. would switch and be like, okay, now it's your turn. Like you get to plan. So it, it, I think, especially when you're traveling for longer periods of time, even if like Jay did most of the planning for food, but after a while, he's just like, I have to decide breakfast, lunch, and dinner, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And after like, two, three weeks, it's exhausting to have to make those decisions all the time. So it's like, okay, yeah. I'll take over. <laughs> I'll jump in. Yeah. 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 I think like how we do it is that we'll both research and we'll both decide things that we like have to do, like yeah. in a trip or, or in yeah. a place. Like these are our must haves. And then we coordinate from there. It, depending on where it is, like it could be more planned or less planned. Um, I really like it when Panda plants like the day or like has more control over like how the day structured. Because if I do it again, like the, <laughs> I would try to put like 25 things in the day. I'm like, yeah, we could do it. We can make this to this. And it'd be like, this ends at one. This starts at 105. And these things are 30 minutes away from each other. I'm like, yeah, we can make it. <laughs> That's not good. But I'll be like, I really want to see this, 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 and then we'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, I feel like we just like kind of work yeah. all together. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely uh I'm definitely I like to have a tighter schedule, like on a day-to-day basis. So I feel like I'm I I asked Amani a little bit to plan things out in advance. So usually what'll happen is we'll like is we'll talk about like, okay, these are the six things, like three things each that we have to do here. Mm. We kind of fit that into a couple of days. And then I'm looking, it's like, oh, well, we have like some free time here and some free time here. And then if that gets filled, it gets filled. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But like having the free time. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I'm like. It's not good. like have like one major thing a day or two max. And then like, just let the day breathe and like see what happens. Like take a nap. We took so many naps while we were in Italy. Um, But to be honest, we didn't necessarily do what we didn't run into that so much in Europe Mm -hmm. um, or really on this trip in general is we've been with friends the whole time. So there's a lot, been a lot of like, what are we doing? kind of stuff like we show mm-hmm. up and they're like oh well, here are the places that like well, you should nice. go and so that that's like really changed some things but it's also uh it can get a little tiring when it's like you arrive and they're like we have to do like th- this and this and this and, and like um can i can i take a nap please like, <laughs> that's what i need that's Bring what i need that's <laughs> nice and i'm I know you guys, so I'm sure you guys have a good answer for this. When it comes to budgeting and finance when traveling, you guys have intricate systems that you do on a day-to-day basis. I'm imagining that when you're traveling, you have something similar. Do you have tips for people who, like, this is their first trip together? Maybe it's a bit of a taboo subject Mm. to even breach because it's a little uncomfortable to be like, this is my budget. I can't really go over that. Yeah. Do you guys have tips? Or maybe they don't even know. They're just like, I don't know (laughs) what I'm okay with. So this was probably our trip to Europe was probably a bad example of this. This is the (laughs) first time that we've we've actually not talked about budget. Yeah. Let's like all the other times. Um, I mean, talk about the like what you guys did badly this time and like how you guys have done it amazingly the other time we We decided to overspend we just didn't want to think about it (laughs) but like like let's let's just have and i think that that perhaps is the point is you're just making conscious decisions about something it's like we kind of know our general spending habits it's not like all of a sudden you're going to spend like twenty thousand dollars right you know like we knew like a lot of housing has been taken care of as we're staying with friends it's like like if we want the bottle of wine, we're buying the bottle of wine. If I want, if I want the like, you know, the the second plate of tiramisu, I'm gonna get the tiramisu. Yeah. You know, like just approaching it that way rather than like thinking like, oh my god, like right. we spent, you know, our budget is sixty dollars and we spent sixty five yesterday, so we have to spend fifty five today. You right. know, we've done that in the past, and I didn't want to do that this trip. Um, so thinking about it more practically, um, I think. Number one, having an idea of what you want to spend ahead of time Mm -hmm. and being pretty clear about that. So saying like, 
I have, you know, $1,500 flights, lodging, you know, and so on. And then, and if I can interrupt, because you're going to like go into the nitty gritty, but I think like on the relationship side of things, Mm -hmm. like, first of all, figuring out like how your current interactions with money, like in your everyday Mm -hmm. lives is going to translate into travel. Mm. So bringing it up in the sense of like, Hey, like we currently don't share money. Like we currently have our own separate bank accounts and we're about to go on this trip. I think it would be a good idea to have a conversation about how we're going to approach money on this trip, just because I hear a lot of people fight about this and I don't want that to be us. Like, you know, <laughs> I listened to a podcast and they said that we should have this conversation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> about other people if it's uncomfortable for you. Yeah. You're like, this is something that I know a lot of couples talk about before, you know? And so it's like, okay, let's have this conversation. If you don't currently share money, then maybe deciding like how much of each of your pots mm-hmm. you want to put in to like the shared fund because I do feel like having a shared fund is just the easiest way to do that on the trip like even if you don't normally share money like saying like we're gonna yeah. this is gonna be the trip fund right it's so much easier than like going back and forth itemizing it's not cute it's not romantic <laughs> You owe me twenty dollars for this at the end it's of it. It's a like, lot um, of mental energy to yeah. be going and back and like, What sort of what like how much do you want to spend on a day? Like how much do you want to spend on this these types of activities versus these types? It doesn't have to be like to a T, but it's like I really want to spend a lot of money on food. Like this is mm. you're going to Italy, we're going to Spain, and I want to go to these types of restaurants. Or you can be like, I want to just eat street food because mm. I'm going to Thailand, so I really want to like spend less on food and way more on scuba diving, you know, like getting like the big picture, you know, assessment of what you want to spend money on, agreeing on that and agreeing on how you're going to approach money. I Mm -hmm. think that's like the start of it. And then when it comes to like, well, yeah, I mean, I think to be honest, you described a lot of what I was what I was going to say, I think the the one additional thing that I, I was going to start talking about spreadsheets. So no. Like, like, <laughs> uh, Download here. <laughs> uh, be, beyond the beyond the sort of sort of more philosophical approach, like Amani mm-hmm. said, like which I think is very important about coming to some sort of agreement, and but also I think you have to be forgiving, especially if this is like your first time traveling. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to learn a lot about the other person, which is oh, some of the sure. reason why you travel in the first place. You know, you're going to learn about like what their priorities are, like food or adventure or art or, you know, how like one person might be super bougie and the other person, you know, like doesn't care if they're sleeping on a park right. bench at night. Right. You know, like, you know, there are things like that. You learn those things yeah. and that informs those decisions. So right. if you don't necessarily know those things ahead of time, that's probably something to reflect back upon at the end of the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, that is also a very good reason to not travel when you're living paycheck to paycheck because <laughs> you, know, you, you want to have some wiggle yeah. room. Yeah, so right. it's not you know kind of ruining your day. Right. Um, I would say the other thing is just plan ahead a little bit. You know, if there if you know that there's some big things that you want to yeah. do, like an excursion or yeah. an experience or a, a concert ticket or, or whatever, look yeah. at those things ahead of time. Like even if you like know that I want to go to these museums, like kind of looking up, like okay, kind of ballpark figure, like I'm probably gonna spend. Three hundred or five hundred dollars on this trip on the activities that I want to do. And having a number so you're not surprised by it. Because I think that that's the worst thing that can happen is being surprised by the amount of money that you've spent is a good way. And that's like when, like the Spider-Man meme, when everybody's like pointing (laughs) fingers at each other. And like, you you don't want that. Because that that can ruin an otherwise like really nice trip. Definitely. Yeah, I think especially because I haven't traveled in three years. (laughs) (laughs) It's been the first time we traveled in three years. I forgot a lot of stuff. We arrived in Italy and we're like, we want to go to this museum. And our Airbnb person was like, oh, you need to book those ahead of time. We're like, what? Because yeah. Yeah. in Southeast Asia, you just like show up. <laughs> He's like, you got to book dinner spots. You got to book museums. You got to book tours. And we're like, oh my God, we're not going to be able to see Vatican City because we didn't book three months in advance. Yeah. So for anyone who hasn't traveled in a while, go look. Trust me, so yeah. I mean, the, the same thing happened to us. I was like, oh, we'll go to the Vatican City and like whatever. And then I looked at the tours. I'm like, 
three tickets remaining. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. We, have to, we have to book that yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then for Vatican too, we got there. Thank God we had a tour guide because there was just a line that it looked like you'd have to be there for three hours. Yeah, and, the, the and I usually like hate tours. Oh. Like I hate organized tours, but that is a place where I'd be like, no, definitely do the tour. Definitely. Yeah. So one of the other questions that I wanted to ask you was, in your many years of travels, what are the memories and the fond things that you look back on and how can that translate to someone who's traveling for the first time? Like what should they be focusing their energy on rather than like, we spent five extra dollars here. Yeah. Well, I would say like part of the reason why you should have that money talk before. So you don't, you don't have to think about it during mm-hmm. the trip. So you can focus more on like each other mm-hmm. and the fun that you're having yeah, and the time absolutely. you're spending together and so on. And I think that's what's been memorable for me. It's like, it's not even like one big excursion or, or anything. It's like just the time, like sitting at a cafe in a beautiful place mm-hmm. or like walking around a unique neighborhood or stopping at a gallery that was not even planned you know i i really like those moments the most um and that's that's another thing i feel like we are really common about walking like some people i forget like some people don't like walking when they travel and that would be like yeah if one of us liked to walk (laughs) i don't know if our relationship like literally like it's like actually like I love just walking, just walking around. Okay. So, so we need um, a compatibility thing to add. Like, do you walk when you travel? Yeah. <laughs> How in, much do you in walk? Case of walking. Case oh of walking. my god, <laughs> we got into a fight about that. <laughs> no, You're walking too fast. <laughs> yeah, Amani gets Amani gets frustrated with me sometimes. So I'm, a, I'm a faster. Walker. It's short legs. It's not that you're walking any faster. <laughs> I think I, so. I agree with everything that Amani said, and I I really think that, and I think it's also why it's really important to build in some just downtime and free time while you're traveling because I think that that when you're always like on to the next thing, you never have that moment to like oh let's sit at a cafe and have a coffee or sit on this park bench and just you know and you know maybe a conversation comes up. Uh, maybe it's just a serene moment that you remember, maybe something funny happens. You know, it's, I think the the pressure to do the next thing and like fill the time is, um, it gets you out of the moment. Yeah. It takes you out of the moment and it really prevents you from having those memories. I think the other thing too, is, uh, the bad things that happen, Mm -hmm. not necessarily like the, the, like if you have a fight or a disagreement. Uh, but you know, like when I think about the, the best travel memories or some of the funniest, it's like when things have gone like terribly wrong, you know, like getting stuck in like a thunderstorm, oh. like and having to push our scooter through the oh mud in Indonesia for like three hours, you know, in the moment, it's not fun at all. But in, in hindsight, you're like, oh my God, like, <laughs> like we did that. And like, that was and how you tackle that together. Yeah. Says, oh, mm. wow. I got scammed in India. Yeah, getting scammed in India. <laughs> um, yeah, just... <laughs> you know, trains not running on time. Right. Getting canceled. Yeah. Like, you know, flight. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. It's, I think, it, I mean, people say like suffering brings you together. And I think that's ab- <laughs> it's absolutely true. As long as it's not, as long as it's suffering that's in like coming from like the outside right. onto you rather than like, one person directed at the other. That's the, I re, I really appreciate a lot of those things because it's moments when I feel like I see Amani at her very best. Mm. And I think she sees me at my very best. And they're not, those are not always things that you want to like manufacture or, or whatnot. Um, right. And it's, it's just yeah. nice to, nice to see that in the other person. I guess that what you're saying is when you're traveling, you can plan as much as you want, but the unexpected happens and how yes. your partner yeah. reacts in those situations tells you a lot about who they are mm-hmm. when a crisis happens in your normal life. Yeah, because like if everything goes well, it's like a lot of people could have a good time with mm-hmm. somebody on 
hot air balloon ride or like going paragliding or going on a gorgeous Mediterranean boat tour. Don't get me wrong. Like you should definitely add those. It's <laughs> like, cause I think they're, you know, there's like adrenaline and it's like so beautiful. I mean, that's why like the bachelor works. They're like, I'm so in love with you. It's like, of course. Cause you're on a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> cause you're having like, food delivered to you. How do you respond? You know? So it's just more telling when things go wrong, but all of it's great. All of it's good. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And are you guys people who take a lot of photos when you're traveling? Or yes, <laughs> yes. He's become more of a selfie king. Than, yeah. <laughs> than me. I take a. I take, so come get this selfie. Yeah, I take selfies with people because I I, I yeah. like those memories. I don't. I I don't take as many photos of like things. Yeah, things. Yeah, probably because you know I would. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you know that like if I really want to see the photographer, I'm just saying. Right. I'll take like forty photos of each (laughs) scene, and then I have to. Whenever, whenever I take a photo of a thing, I am like, Google has a thousand better photos than what I've taken on my my little camera phone here. Um, Yeah, but one of the (laughs) things that we did on our trip that I really liked and i'm so grateful that we did we i got a notebook and every day i wrote bullet points of what we did and like what we ate what stood out and i had a little section that was like jay's highlights and lowlights and mine and oh nice it was every single day we had to like catch up we'd like forget for five days and be like "Ah, on the train write everything yeah yeah um but we're grateful that we have that because by week two, we were like, what did we do last week? Like, what, what city were we in? Because we were just bouncing around so yeah, much. Absolutely. And now we have that to look back on and then hopefully fill up in the future as well. It's so funny because like that's honestly part of why I take so many photos because I've tried to do that once. And I was like, it's it's not harder, but it's less exciting for me to look back at like mm. notes of places instead of like photos. And I, that's even why I like, I, I like post on stories and mm. post on Instagram. It's most, it's mostly for me. Cause I'm like, right. Yeah, <laughs> look back at those stories and like the highlights. I'm like, wow, yeah. like that was so cool. And people are like, why? Well, you always like upload things like a month later. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just recording. I'm just transferring my journal entry okay (laughs) it counts for us we put in a lot of like stupid little jokes or like conversations we overheard there were these two bratty ass children who were just ragging on their parents and were like they brought you all the way from america to positano and you're shitting on them like i wanted to go over and be like it's okay hopefully they'll grow out of it they'll be thankful one day (laughs) Oh my gosh! You should. Yo, that would be mad funny. Yeah, yeah. That's cool that you do the journaling thing. I did that for a long time. Like b- before we left the U.S., mm-hmm. I had travel journals that I brought with me, and I filled up two or three of them. And I think when we were in India and then in Indonesia, like before COVID the blending of living and traveling mm-hmm. kind of got lost on me. So I'm like, I can't, I'm like, I'm not trying to have a bookcase full of <laughs> yeah, these journals. Like an and, explorer, like leather bound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and sometimes I, yeah, you know, I, I, I really think there's something to be said about that. I, w- I would like to have more mm-hmm. discipline and, and do that every day, even if it's like digitally somehow is, I think mm-hmm. probably in my old age, I will probably be like, wow. You remember when we went that <laughs> You know, whatever. I think that that would be that would be nice. Maybe not get daily. It could be like a weekly thing. Just be like, yeah. what were yeah. some things that happened? Because our memories are fading. Not yeah. just about keys. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. But okay, we're coming to the end of the episode. Do you guys have any future plans coming along for traveling? Yeah, so many. So we we fly to Mexico City on Sunday Mm -hmm. and we'll be in uh, Mexico City, Medellin, Buenos Aires and Quito, Ecuador for um, the six to eight weeks each. And then we'll be doing like we mentioned earlier, like a month of 
like solo travel on the very end of that. We'll be back in the U.S. for her um, friend's wedding, um, May of 2024. And then hopefully back in Bali, July of 2024. Yay! That's That's very exciting. Are you, so when you guys say that you're just doing solo travel, are there places that both of you want to be? And you're like, okay, well, I'm taking Monday, Tuesday, so you can take (laughs) Wednesday, Thursday. We've, uh, we've talked about doing the Galapagos or Machu Picchu right after, right at the end. Mm -hmm. I personally want to do both. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might be one of those things where <laughs> our solo travel ends up being group travel for those two things, but we're and then maybe yeah, yeah. we'll fi- we'll figure it out. But we don't know where yeah. we want to solo travel yet. Yeah, we're okay. still there. We'll let it come. Very exciting. Uh, well, hopefully we get to hear updates <laughs> as you guys are oh, coming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll post on my story a month after. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to like not get weird people to follow you wherever you're going, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah well, I never thought about that. That's so <laughs> true. Like, it's it's what it's like being know. a woman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that means usually people like post a week later, not yeah. like yeah. <laughs> the day oh. of. And I guess the last thing is, where can people find you if they're looking for you? My Instagram, if you want to see monthly stories, <laughs> at Imani Ifedi. And then my um, relationship coaching is at same new underscore love, both on Instagram. Okay. Uh, my Instagram that I don't post to is <laughs> john.t.hide. And my website is aeacademy.org. Uh, yeah, that, that yeah. <laughs> I'll put it in the description after yeah, I double you. check that. It's early. It's early. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you guys so much for being on today. Thank you. Yeah, of thank course, you. Erica. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for listening to this episode. I have a series coming up that I've been wanting to get experts in on. The topic, infidelity. I'll have a couple episodes with different guests. I have people who have stayed in the relationship, people who have left, and a therapist to talk about the psychology of why people cheat in the first place. If you're interested, make sure that you give the podcast a follow so that you're notified when the next episode is out. I'll see you guys next week.